you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and joining me as my co-host today is my very, very good friend and business partner, Lisa Berry. This is going to be fun because we are co-interviewing Candace McKim from Edmonton, Alberta. So a little bit about Lisa here. As you may know, Lisa has co-hosted some shows with me here on Decide to Transform before. She is the host of Light on Living on Ohm Times Radio and has been in the podcast and internet radio arena for about five years. She is also my business partner. We are podcast and media producers, and this is exciting and fun. Lisa lives in Ontario, so she is going to be my co-host today. And, well, Lisa, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, we're repeating ourselves. So our guest is Candace McKim from Edmonton. And Candace is very, very fun. This is going to be a great show full of, full of energy. Yeah, we're really looking forward to this. So Candace is an intuitive coach author, TEDx speaker, and founder of the Intuitive Coaching Academy's online training. Candace has spent decades combining her social work background with yoga and chakra therapy into a form of intuitive teachings. Candace's approach guides women to courageously connect to their purpose through their intuition to attract abundance, opportunities, and fulfillment. Candace helps solopreneurs level up their businesses by connecting to their superpower, intuition, to build income and impact. Candace speaks not only on intuition, but also on women in worth, wealth, and wellness. So, welcome, author and TEDx speaker Candace McKim. Welcome to Decide to Transform. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. This is, this is going to be fun. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. Yes. And Lisa and I are excited to be here with you. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> so, Candace, I have to jump in immediately with this question because it's been on my mind since I received your book. I love, love, love it. It's gorgeous. You guys have to pick up a copy because it's just beautiful. I can't stop looking at it. There's so, there's, it's almost like it's not abstract art enough, but it's not detailed enough. So, it leads to the imagination. It already lets you use your intuition just by having the book. <laughs> and so it's called a Yogini's Guide. Intuition is a choice. My first question about this was, you, you, we're so used to seeing titles, how to, or the top 10, or how to become. And so, you know, one might think it might be a guide to yoga, a guide for yoga, but you chose it from the perspective of the Yogini's Guide. And I wondered if, if that was an, like a, an intuitive choice that you made to look at it from in it, like the, the yogini's guide as opposed to a guide to learning yoga yeah it's not about living or it's not about doing yoga it's more about living yoga 
And so Yogini is, um, well, it's, it's a female person who does yoga, right? So there's a yogi is the male version and yogini is the female version. And as women, it's about moving into that feminine energy of doing um, yoga, um, not just doing yoga, but being yoga, living yoga and living all aspects of it. And then, um, and so how the book is, is, is that it, there is yoga in it, but it's not about teaching you how to do yoga. It's about how to bring the yoga philosophies, yoga ideas, yoga inspiration into every aspect of our life. That by living yoga, we are meditating. So we're calmer, we're eating a healthier diet so that we're lighter and cleaner. Um, but it's, but it's real. Like it's, the stories are really real. Like I think the very first story in there is um, how I brought it into my life is that uh, boat pose is about we get so overwhelmed some days in our lives, especially in this last year, that we can either cry or laugh. And sometimes it just, you know, you just don't have a choice. And sometimes you have to laugh at how wild life can be, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the intuition is a choice came because somebody asked me to just describe my book in four words. And I just said, intuition is a choice. And because sometimes we follow our intuitive guidance and sometimes we don't. And we know when we don't because we go, oh, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that, right? And then we, okay, we didn't follow that intuitive guidance, that intuitive hit that we got. I love that there's so much in that title. And I actually was so stuck on the Yogini's Guide that I didn't even think about it. You're right. You, intuition is a choice. Both to, Tomas has heard me say so many times, I knew I should have taken a screenshot of that link. Now I can't find it. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's everyday kind of thing, like what you said, living. And it's not just how to do a pose. And uh, the book is filled with that. Um, Tomas, I'm so sorry that you don't have your copy yet, but you will, you will soon, I'm sure. <laughs> but, oh, I, I was going to show it, but you're on. Wow. <laughs> Well, but the listeners out there, at least, is showing me a copy of the book right here. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, Tomas, I know you want to know more about how, how Candace evolved in this and everything, but I would like just to say that the book for me, um, when I first did receive it, I pulled my first card and there was, it was, I just kind of jumped into it, Candace. I didn't really read first what it was all going to be about. And I went, oh my gosh, it has a pose. It has words about, you know, whether it's ego, detachment, um, love, like it was, and then, and then I opened the book and then there's a story to it. So I was like, what? Oh, this is, there's so much to this, like a game almost. Right. <laughs> and so I'm really enjoying this. And I, that's why I was so excited to have this interview, this conversation with you is to learn more about your story. Cause I haven't yet read the whole book. So it's good. We can, we can hear this and share with the listeners. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a deck of cards which comes with a little booklet, and then there's the big book. Um, because as I was creating the deck of oracle cards, so I, I would get, I taught, I had a yoga studio for 17 years, and I would teach yoga. And as I was teaching yoga, I would get intuitive hits as to what the yoga postures meant on a spiritual level. That yes, it's about alignment and it's about the physical body, but there was more to it. Excuse me, there was the the mental part. There's a spiritual part towards it as well. And so I just started taking notes. I just kept taking notes, taking notes. And then in 2013, um, I was going to India. I had raised money for victims of sex trafficking in India, $20,000. So I was going to India and um, I got the intuitive hit to sell my yoga studio before I left. And so two days before I left to go to India, I handed over the keys to my studio. And everybody thought I was crazy. Like, what are you doing? You love yoga. You love teaching yoga. You had a place to do workshops and see clients and do, you know, counseling and coaching. 
And, but I followed that intuitive guidance. And what it did is when I came home, it gave me time and space, well, first to heal from being, seeing what I had seen over there, but also time and space to dig out the deck of Oracle cards and start to write them. And as I was creating them, I knew there was a book. I knew there was more. So the book, the, there's 54 cards in the deck. So 54 is a half of 108, which is a sacred number. So I did 54 cards. So there is yoga postures, but then there's the eight limbs of yoga and different philosophies of yoga. And then in the book, um, there's 54 chapters. So each chapter starts with the image and then the divinatory part of what the yoga posture means, a really short how to do it. And then yes, a story about how we bring yoga into our everyday life. And so that we can live it instead of, instead of just doing it. I feel like a lot of women, um, probably men as well, I, but I specifically, I mostly work with women, um, are feeling this lack of spiritual connection, right? And so it's a way to, to, to connect to their inner wisdom and their inner, their inner spirituality. Yes. Yeah. And, and Candace, it's very interesting that you started off with a background in social work and then you began to do this work focusing on intuition. So how long were you a social worker before you began this transition? Um, I came right out of high school and got my degree and then started working in the social work field. So then my, I started having a family and my kids were little. And so when I had my third son or my third child, I, um, so maybe 10 years, I would say 10 years or so in social work. And it was in meditation that I got the intuitive hit to become a yoga instructor. And then I became a yoga therapist. And then I really spent probably 15 years marrying together talk therapy and the importance of talk therapy, but with body, mind, spirit and bringing it together, right? Like I just knew intuitively that they needed to go together. I never dreamed I was ever going to talk about intuition. I never, I, that was never an intention ever, ever, ever. Okay. Like it just yeah. landed on my knee, on my lap, right? Like I didn't plan on doing a TED talk, TEDx talk on intuition. It never, that never was a plan. But then as I was bringing together the body, mind, spirit, I realized I had been following my intuition, my intuition, my intuitive guidance all the way through my whole life. Okay. Yeah. And it was at that point then that you realized you'd been following it without knowing it then. Yeah. Would you say that uh, that was the case? Yeah. Or like the intuition is a choice that sometimes I knew yeah. I was following it and then sometimes I knew I really wasn't. Yeah. It, what right? happened then? Yeah. What happened when you knew you weren't? Where were you? What was going on? Um, I call this in my training, I call this the story of I. And because we all have had these big life decisions mm -hmm. where we, um, we, we make a choice, right? I'm either going to follow my intuition or I'm not. Yeah. And so what happened for me, um, I was on my yoga path and I knew I wanted to teach more of the yoga ideas. And so I was teaching workshops and I was going, I went to a training and in the training, um, I got really clear that my purpose was to help women who had been violated. Mm. And sometimes our purpose disgusts us even, right? Like sometimes our purpose isn't, you know, rainbows and sunshine, right? In fact, yeah. most of the time, right. because our soul pushes us out of our comfort zone. <laughs> yes. And so this is what I realized. And so um, I came home and it started showing up full on. I 
all of my clients that I, so this was in June and all through the whole summer, all of my clients had been violated, molested. I was invited to go to, um, to a retreat on um, a First Nations um, retreat center and do a day of chakra balancing and, and intuitive chakra balancing. And every single person I dealt with had been violated. And, mm. um, and so it just kept showing up the whole summer. And I actually remember sitting on the deck with my husband and him, I said to him, I said, I got the really clear intuitive hit that this was, this is who, the population I should be working with. And, um, and it's really shown up. And he said, is this what you want to do? And I just sat back and I said, no, this isn't what I want to do. And it was because I had the background of social work, right? Mm -hmm. I worked in, the, in a government corporate job where I yeah. got burnt out, right? I know, knew that feeling. And I knew I didn't want to bring that energy into my household. I had three little children and I just knew I didn't yeah. want to bring it into the household. Yeah. So I made the decision to not do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And it stopped just like that. As fast as it came, it stopped. Mm. And so fast forward a year and a half later, then across my computer, my email, I was invited to do this global save a challenge, which was to raise $20,000 for victims of sex trafficking in India. And mm -hmm. I knew instantly I needed to do it. Right. So our, I don't believe our, we are ever completely off our path. Right. But we get rerouted. Right. So here I am. I, I know my purpose is this and it showed up full on. I yeah. made the conscious decision to not follow my intuitive, my intuition, but then I'm rerouted in a new way to go mm -hmm. back into being a you, you think that during that year, year and a half kind of thing, that there was just um, not lessons, but more that maybe you needed, not tools, I don't know, more cushion, more, more knowledge, more wisdom that would be revealed to you to allow you to to take on that, you know, the 20,000 raising of the money and then going, did you go to India? Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's when I sold my studio it was two days just before I left to go to India. So that was all part of that. So yeah, absolutely. That year and a half really allowed me to dive more into my own inner work, do some other healing. Yeah. Get prepared physically, mentally, spiritually to, to take that next, take on that next role. Right. For that next process. Do you, and now I, I know that you know what, helping one person is amazing. So I don't want to, I'm not judging the impact, but do you feel like perhaps even that allowed you to have a bigger impact by, yeah, because yeah, had you done that, maybe that would have been, that would have been wonderful and, and helpful and healing for that group. But by doing this, perhaps it was, again, the ripple was larger. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. I never even really put that together and I just got chills. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's truth. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I totally see that. Absolutely. So it kind of was just still following all intuition and everything. Because well, one of your things is to help women uh, with making income, income and impact. So it's very interesting that this particular one that you sh that wrote that you chose was income, well, twenty thousand dollars money um, for income for something, and then making that impact. Is that where the that came from? Was after your trip there? Yeah, I, I, um, another interesting story is that, yeah, I was, um, I came back and I did a lot of talking about my experiences in India and, you know, continue to raise money for it. And, um, I was, I saw, um, a friend of mine do a talk as well, and he was doing some fundraising as well. And I said to him after, I said, it's just so easy for you to just go up there and talk about money and all of that. And he goes, Candace, you talk about money. You talk about money in every one of your talks. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. I was talking about money. 
I was talking about money, but it wasn't income for me, right? It was income to make a difference, right? It was more impactful income or impact, not more impactful, but it was to do. <laughs> now I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's all impactful, but it was for somebody else, right? And it seemed easier to raise money for somebody else than it did for myself. And then that started that journey of, of moving into that. And the Women in Worth, Wealth and Wellness is the working title of my next book because um, being in India, I realized we need to really value ourselves. We, we, as women, we really need to see our self-worth and then we'll attract. But we have to do it first. It's not about society valuing us or um, our partners or men or anybody. It's about us valuing ourselves first, women. Love that. I yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It is about women valuing themselves first. I I totally agree with that. So, uh, you know, what is the number one obstacle, or do you have a number one obstacle, Candice, when you're working with people about that valuing yourself first? Um, what do people seem women that you work with seem to have the most difficulty with in that arena? Well, I think the number one issue women are 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 going through is um lack of confidence right and mm -hmm. they're not they don't have the confidence in doing their work doing their purpose putting themselves out into the work because they're not tapping into their one underutilized resource that they always have they've always had an intuition they always have had that inner knowing within them but they're not tapping into it and so then they're um, getting, they're staying stuck in jobs and careers that aren't fulfilling. They're, you know, they're staying in relationships and so many situations that, um, that darn, that, that they don't, so that it, they stay in these situations because they're not following their intuition, right? And they're not valuing themselves and thinking that they can't do these other things. I have to make a, a Candace quote here. I'm going to okay. say is intuition is a resource <laughs> i love that putting on like what are your resources i have none well you have intuition you know i like that question it was a great question tomas because you're right like like yeah what shows up when somebody comes to see you and you're noticing this like i now i have to ask i'm gonna follow your question tomas it's like mm -hmm, what yeah, is yeah. another one what is another one if it's if after they realize there's no confidence then what um i feel like we have women have been gaslighted our lives our whole lives lifetimes to do things in the masculine energy and so we um when we can move into the feminine energy we don't go into overwhelm we don't push ourselves we don't go into burnout i i've been there i was burnt out as a social worker because we did it in the masculine energy right it's that and it's coveted it's valued the masculine energy is so valued in our society right and so as <sighs> this gets me going <laughs> so, this is good it's what we do it's what we do we get yeah. people going on purpose. So, yeah. and so if we move into the feminine energy, going into inspired action, following our intuitive hits, because when we follow our intuitive hits, we get inspired, right? And we move into action. When we have right. our to-do list, that's when we get frustrated and overwhelmed and we're not good enough and we put so much pressure on ourselves and yeah, we burn out and we have to be perfect. It's, it's not about that. It's about doing it in the feminine energy, doing it in the flow, doing what works best for you. If it works best for you to um, put your kids to bed at eight o'clock at night and work until one in the morning 
and then maybe sleep in the, you know, sleep in the afternoon, whatever works for you, then do that. That's that feminine flow. Um, my training that I, um, now I'm changing subject a little bit, but the training that I'm offering right now, the Intuitive Coaching Academy training, I got, a, I got woken up in the middle of the night. It was, mm. um, I, I heard a bang in the house and I woke my husband up and I said, there's somebody in the house. And so he jumped up, we walked around the whole house. There was nobody there. He went back to bed and immediately fell asleep. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> He's good. Happens. <laughs> so then I was like, I felt like I was literally being shaken in my bed. And so I got up and I grabbed my computer and I wrote up the entire six month curriculum in one night. And right. so that's, you know, that's following that guidance that's being connected to that, to source and, and then moving through it and, and then, and offering it, right. And mm -hmm. getting it ready and getting it going and keep going with it because it was inspiring. It was exciting. You see for me to keep moving with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so for the listeners that may not be familiar with the masculine and feminine energy balance, you know, what, what is that? Because it's something that every single person has both a masculine and a feminine energy. So for those that aren't really familiar with it, um, how would you, how would you describe that? So I, um, for the average person, right? So, um, if you're female, you would major in feminine energy, minor in masculine energy, where mm -hmm. alternately a man would um, major in masculine energy and minor in feminine energy. So feminine energy is creative. It's go with the flow. It's loving. It's nurturing. It's, um, did I say creative? It's, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's that. It's, but it's fierce still too. It's, it's driven. It's got a drive. It's fierce. It's purpose. It's um, being able to pivot and change and move. Where masculine energy is a little bit, is more competitive, it's more um, analytical, it's more keeping lists and writing, yeah, writing out your to-do list. And we, you're right, we do need both. We absolutely need both. But in our society, we value the masculine energy yeah. more than, or we have up till lately, we value <laughs> the masculine energy more than the feminine energy. Right now, what I believe what's happening in the world with the pandemic is that it is the divine feminine rising is because everybody's now gotten to get more, has had to get more creative. Everybody <laughs> has to get more creative. Yeah. Everybody. Every time. Everybody. Right. Everybody. And what would you say to people that want to do a double major? Um, I think go for it. <laughs> right. right? Like it's, we swing back and forth. So it's, yeah. so, so recognizing that if you're in the, in too much of the feminine energy, you're not getting shit done, getting stuff done. Right. You're you can not, say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. You're not getting your stuff done. And, um, like I, I tell my students that we need to, sometimes we need to write a list so that when you're getting the intuitive list, um, or intuitive hits that you can write them out so that then when you go into the masculine energy of sitting down on your computer, you know what you want to do. You know where you want to put your energy and what you want to work with. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that, that's a really good example. I, I'm so glad you said that because my, one of my questions was that I, I'm finding that men are actually getting burnout from too much masculine energy uh, because they're just, yes, you know, we can go through these different phases and, and women as well. They're going, gosh, I seem like I'm working all day long because they're being creative all day long, but they're not getting anything done or they're not. And no, but it's difficult for other people to recognize and validate and reward creativity. 
right? Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you're being so, but, but I was so creative all day. And then somebody else, you know, might come along and go, yeah, but you didn't do anything. And you're like, what? And then there's this very difficult thing. So is that what you, the whole, the train, your, um, oh, I wrote it down, intuitive coach online training helps people balance it or know it or learn it or all of it. <laughs> All of it. So, so <laughs> learn about it and then recognize them in, the, in themselves. And I agree, men are being burnt out. But I believe that, yes, this pressure that we put on men is, is not healthy as well, that they need to find that balance more as well. Um, and so in the training, I teach the students how to connect, how to recognize it, and then to, to teach it to their clients, to coach their clients through it. Because I coach, I, I talk feminine energy all day long, right, in my coaching sessions. And I worked with a woman one time uh, last year, and she, she would nod like she got it, but then the next time she's like putting all this pressure on herself. And it was more for her physical fitness, not so much for her business. But she's like, yeah, I did this boot camp and I'm, you know, and I, I you know, I, I'm supposed to be doing it for 27 days in a row and oh, whatever it was, right? It was all this masculine energy. And I would talk to her about doing it in the feminine. And it, set, it started feeling like a little bit of a broken record. And then finally she got it. Finally, in one of the sessions, she said, oh, like not just in my business, but oh, I see it now in my fitness is that I'm in the masculine energy of push, push, pushing ourselves, right? It's that, it's that boot camp mentality, right? And we, and we become a society that, that honors that and thinks that's a great thing, right? Is that, is that way of doing it? Mm-hmm. And so once then once she got it, so it's, so I teach it to, for my students to understand, but then also for them to bring it to their clients. Yeah. And you mentioned just a minute ago that especially with the pandemic and everything that people have had to adapt to, that things are changing and the, the feminine energy is being more elevated. Um, how do you see society going with this development? And where, do, where do you think we're headed with this? Well, I think what needs to happen is systems need to be changed um, right? It's, a, it's systemic issues, right? We have systemic changes need to happen. And it's mm-hmm. happening. Like it's like the school systems need to change and they're happening. People are homeschooling and they're putting their courses online and all of that. Um, the medical system has to change and it is changing as well. I'm Canadian. So we have, you know, you know, healthcare, but um, it's still, there's still some issues there as well. I, on one of my classes last night, there was somebody in the States and she got her COVID test in two hours. We're here. Somebody was waiting five days. Right. And so things need to change in all in all of the systems. And then of course the political governments need to change as well, which is, it's changing as well. And what I believe is that years ago, the body, mind, spirit was systematically separated. So we knew, like we knew as humans to bring together the body, mind, spirit, but it was systematically separated. And so that the learned men got our minds, the churches got our spirit and the doctors got our bodies. And the rest of us know nothing, right? And so this is, this is systematically, you were told. And you can still see it. Like, even my parents, um, you know, they're in their mid-80s. And my dad, the doctor prescribed or suggested my dad drink Ensure. It's like this drink that mm-hmm. has vitamins and stuff in it. And we were, they were going to Mexico on a, on, a, on a vacation and he couldn't bring all these little bottles. And I said, well, why don't you get some protein powder? It's got lots of vitamins and protein. And well, yeah, but the doctor said I should be taking Ensure. <laughs> Right. Right. And so it's still like that where we, you know, we take the word of the doctor over our own intuition. Mm-hmm. 
intuitively what we know our body needs. Right. That, that circles right back down around to confidence because if your parents haven't had the confidence instilled in them to, you know, or, or practiced, I should say, you know, cause they're just going, no, 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 I must listen to them for this and this and this and this for this. Um, they don't, don't, it's, it's difficult. I think to, it's, you might hear the intuition, but it's, it's difficult to say, okay, I'm listening to it. And then to trust it to, do you teach us? There's an element of trust here. I think I want to bring up. I feel like that word needs to come out. How do we know to trust our intuition and not, and why, why doesn't, why can't, what not, not that we shouldn't trust our doctor or shouldn't trust our teachers or government, but why should, how do we know to trust to ask that we should maybe explore other options and in intuition? Yeah, it's, it's a practice for sure because it's been um, taken out of us, right? We were taught at a very young age, society's taught us not to follow our intuition, but it's actually ourselves again. It's self-responsibility because we get the intuitive hits. And like I said, sometimes we follow it, sometimes we don't. But even when we decide that we're going to follow it, we second guess ourselves. we go into self-doubt. What if I'm wrong? Nobody wants to make a mistake, right? <laughs> what if I'm wrong? I, you know, I, make, I make my whole family move you know, thousands of miles across the country because I got an intuitive hit. What if I'm wrong? <laughs> right? that's, a big, that's a big decision, yeah. you know, and that it could affect a lot of other people. And so we, there is definitely some trust that has to happen in there. And it's practice. It's practice following it. And I've gotten to the point now where when people don't get what I'm doing, then I know I'm following my intuition, right? Because, okay. it's, because yeah. it's not following the norm, right? When we, when we, if we do what society tells us to do, then it's, everything is okay. And right. But when we follow our intuitive guidance, because our intuition is going to push us out of our comfort zone. It's our ego that keeps us safe and comfortable. It's our intuition that it's our soul. I believe our intuition is our soul speaking to us. So our soul is pushing us, taking us out of our comfort zone. And so when that happens, then it's like a lot harder because as I said, as, it, as we go to the throat chakra and we start to speak what we're going to do, then we start to second guess ourselves and, and we have to go into, into that, into our body. And, um, that's where the body mind spirit connection stays true is um, so when I got, so, so let's go back to the story where I was got the intuitive hit to sell my yoga studio. Yeah. And even my husband said, what are you doing? You're only going to India for five weeks. Like, what are you doing? You have, I had a place to see clients. I had a place, place to do workshops, everything there. Right. And I just said, I, I need to do it. So I called my landlord because the funny thing is, <laughs> <laughs> funny air quotes, um, is that I hadn't signed my lease. I had been renting the space for years and I had given her the 12 months of post-dated checks. And um, she said, oh yeah, I got to get that lease to you. I need to get that lease to you. And every time I saw her, she needed to get the lease to me. And so, because originally I wasn't going to sell it, I was just going to close it. And so I phoned her up and I said, um, okay, so I never did sign the lease. Does that mean it goes month to month? And she said, yes, it does. And I said, okay, well, I'm giving you seven weeks notice that I'm, I'm going to be leaving this, the space. And she said to me, she goes, oh, I'll give you a free month's rent. We'll give you a free month's rent. <laughs> so there's resistance, right? So I believe that when you get the intuitive hit and you start to walk towards it, universe will say, well, how badly do you really want it? How badly do you want to live your purpose? How badly do you want to follow your intuition? And so then I got off the phone and I would like to say I immediately went, no, I'm going to follow my intuition and call her back. That didn't happen. <laughs> I got off the phone and went, huh, now I have to reconsider this. 
And so what I did is I went in my body and I said out loud, I said, I'm going to keep my yoga studio. And my gut said, no. And then I said, I'm going to sell my yoga studio. And my body, my gut said, yes. And so then I, then I reached out to other people and I did sell the studio instead. Okay. Yeah. that's like the best and i love that you use the language that we could hear it from you that was helpful i think for the listeners to say okay try each statement because the truth will feel the best and that's your your intuition um I just I'm, I'm circling back because um when we were talking about trust i was thinking about your your dad there <laughs> and about um why it's difficult is because we have a, a fear about consequences and so originally it sounds like when you're on that call and then she said you know i'll give you the free month you know, some fear of consequence, like the consequence of if I'm making the wrong decision here, I could have this opportunity. So I like that you took that, you honored the space for yourself to go in and, and honestly ask that question. Do you still do that practice? Like of asking the question, if it's this way or that way? <laughs> yes, absolutely. We um, just moved from our forever home. Like we lived on an acreage and <laughs> it was a year and a half ago. And the same thing, we got the intuitive hit I got the intuitive hit that it was time for us to leave and to move from our community. I, you know, we raised our children there and, um, and the same thing. And I, you know, it, it, we said it out loud and then we didn't know where we were going to go. And then our house didn't sell. So we took it off the market. And then I did an event. I was a keynote speaker. And the, the importance for that part is I think it got, gets energy going again when you're, you know, like there was some energy around doing that event that the next day I got a call from the realtor and said, um, you know, are you interested in stuff? Like we have somebody who's interested in your house. Would you want to show it? And our house sold. We had a trip planned. It was, it was a bit of a, and then we didn't know where to go. We didn't know where we were moving to. <laughs> so I, so it was like a lot of, you know, we, we went into a rental, temporary rental to try and figure out, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and it was that way. It was like, and, and, you know, what if we're wrong? Right. And you go into that, definitely still asking the questions. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of people can relate to that. Those that have followed an intuitive hit, followed their purpose. I know exactly what that's like to get tested again. The, how badly do you want this question? Yeah. And, and one thing that really sticks with me that you said earlier here on the show is that intuition is a choice. There is a, an element of volition and conscious choice to follow it. So, uh, you know, why do you suppose there are so many obstacles to people making that choice consistently? Because you can't just make it once. It comes up again, as you just illustrated. Um, I think it's society. It's pressure. Um, you know, you hear people walking down the aisle and they knew they shouldn't have married that person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of that, right? <laughs> and so that's, that's they, you know, they got the intuitive hit, but they're being still pressured to do it. There's still mm -hmm. pressure to, to follow yeah. through. So there's follow through. It's society. It's family. It's our limiting beliefs. It's our fear. Um, our ego, right? Our ego right. wants to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you marry this person, it's going to be a safer life than if you stop the wedding and, you know, go follow your in intuition. All mm -hmm. of that keeps us. It's, and that's what we're constantly moving through is the fear, yeah. fear, fear of moving, of following that intuition. Okay. Uh -huh. 
Okay, so you just made me picture a really crazy world and I have to ask you, what would the, okay, because we just mentioned, imagine like you're walking down the aisle and you're like, no, so and you stop it. And then you just mentioned there's follow through, there's promises, there's responsibility, there's pressure. So, and that, that all has value uh, and, and organized, you know, systems. What would the world look like? Like what really, what would the world look like if everyone followed their, their intuition? I think it would be, it would be beautiful. It would be so, oh, I, I see it as everybody, yeah, would be creative. And, you know, we still, you know, I think even in partnerships and in families, you can use your, your intuition collectively, right? So, so it's not about um, going off and doing everything, everybody doing your own thing. It's collectively. That's what I imagined. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. So I don't see that because, um, I have a partner, I have children. Right. And so collectively, this is the intuitive hit I'm getting is that I know it's time for us to leave this place, this, this, this place that we raise our children. Right. And, um, collectively it's like, yeah, I'm feeling that as well. And so where are we going to go? And it's still, you know, it's, you know, we did choose Edmonton, but I know it's not our forever place either. And it's like, okay, so coming, like getting in alignment, getting intuition in alignment. Because as, as I said, I believe our intuition is our soul speaking to us. So our souls are in relationships, right? With, with, our, with our families and our partners and our children. And so those souls are, are going to create, are follow the intuition together. Okay. I love that you said collective intuition. That was pretty. Yeah. That, that, made, that made it more organized for me because I can just imagine going, no, 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 no. I got the head. I'm not, I'm not showing up. I know you cooked that big dinner, mom. Sorry. I'm not coming. <laughs> but, but I like that because there, you know, there's that, this um, collective intuition. And so I'm going to let Tomas ask the question. I get so excited because I've got all these things I'm looking and I'm thinking, has since, do your children, you, you mentioned you have three children. Um, do they follow their intuition? Do, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yes. Um, so my daughter did the artwork on my Oracle cards and what? Cool. Yeah, my daughter. That's and cool. so I had started writing this deck of cards years before. And so, um, so I was, uh, I was, uh, working with different artists to get the, to get the images done. And it got really confusing because, um, whose artwork is it? And I needed 54 pieces and that would be a lot of money to buy 54 pieces of artwork. And it got really confusing. And then my daughter was in art school. She went to the Alberta College of Art and Design. And so I asked her, would you do the artwork for, for my cards? And she said, yes. And she had a really clear vision. Like she saw, because she'd done yoga her whole life, right? She'd been, you know, always in my yoga classes. And she saw the energy. Because a lot of Oracle cards are, have a lot of imagery, like, you know, a lot, of, a lot of image on it, where these are very clear, the energy's flowing and moving through. And so she had a very clear vision. And so intuitively, um, I, supported, I support them to follow their intuition and to follow that intuitive guidance. And then my son is in film and my oldest son is in the film industry. And my daughter is the artist. Uh, she's a ceramic artist. And then my youngest son is in chiropractic school. So I've encouraged them to follow that intuitive guidance and you know, picking schools and all of that, what they want to do. I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And a lot of listeners here of this show have kids. Yeah. I've got a couple myself. I've got a 17 year old and a 14 year old, and I'm encouraging them to do the same thing. And, you know, I love what you said about intuition being our soul speaking to us and the collective, Lisa and I are, are both really, really interested, uh, love the collective intuition piece, especially around a move. So if Edmonton is not your forever home, I have to ask you, uh, where might this be? Where are you headed? I don't know yet. It hasn't uh, come to us yet. Uh, it, it hasn't come to us. And I, I don't know. And I don't even, like, if I logically go into it, I don't have anywhere I really want to go. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm open. I feel like I'm guided to places for my work, to be honest. Like, I, I feel like I'm guided to places to do my work in this area. And then when it's done, it's done, and I move to the next. And I don't know if I'm guided here to do my work here in Edmonton, but maybe it's connections, you know, like how I met you through Rosalind because she lives here, like maybe through that. But I feel like it's very much part of my purpose and my bigger picture of my calling really in this, in this world. And so I, I don't know where the next place is. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> fun. Figure it out, but I don't, I don't have it. <laughs> well, I love that. That that's fun. And, and there are people out there that uh, have been doing a lot of traveling, and then we'll all start to travel after this whole pandemic is over again. So I, I love the the being in the space of of not knowing. It puts you in a position to be able to receive intuitive hits a lot better, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I I think. We try to like that's when we're going into our head, right? Is when we're trying to yeah. figure out figure it out, or mm -hmm. we try to micromanage spirit, right? <laughs> like how many of us are, you know, have a little little control issues, and we try to micromanage spirit, mm -hmm. and so then it's like, yeah, you know, it's checking in on that and <laughs> going, I just don't know. <laughs> Well, I have something to dive into. It's a, it's a biggie. I'm going to go here. Go. <laughs> so, cause I was, I, I loved hearing in the beginning about, you know, about opportunity, abundance, and then fulfillment. And that's a big word. And I want to, I want to go into fulfillment. However, what I'm stuck on is when we have not followed our intuition. So we've been living a life, um, and we have a bunch of regrets and should haves and, um, lack of confidence, maybe a low or, or we're starting to recognize like, yes, I do have intuition. I just haven't followed it. Is there a piece that we need to work on around forgiveness before we can get to fulfillment? Mm. Um, I think it's, it is about doing the inner work for sure. And forgiveness, self-forgiveness would be a part of it. Um, I feel like it's clearing out, it's clearing out those limiting beliefs, right? That we were just given to ourselves when we were little, right? Root chakra. So we have these beliefs that, but you know, whatever we're born into, whatever culture, religions, household situation, those are, are, we get beliefs based on that. And then we can form beliefs in a split second. And so they limit us. They limit our, our forward movement, movement, movement. So I think it's that part that just keeps needing to be cleared out because they're, they're what keep us, keeps holding us back. And then I also feel like a lot of people don't think they have an intuition. And so, cause intuition, like some of the intuition or the intuitive hits I've described are big things, but there's the, all the little everyday things as well that yeah. um, this actually happened to me just the other day. Um, my husband, we were doing a vehicle exchange and he said, well, just throw the keys in the car and shut the door. Like just put them inside, uh, you know, under the front seat and then I'll be there in five minutes. 
And as I put the keys in the car, in the truck, and I went to close the door, I went, this, I think this truck has a habit of locking itself, you know? And then I went, well, it's his truck. He should know. And I don't really want to second guess him because it would have been another text back. Well, you sure you, you want me to put this in here? And I thought, okay, I'm going to trust that he knows his truck. And so I closed the door. And of course, sure enough, the door locked <laughs> and he gets there and then he gets mad. <laughs> and I'm like, I knew that. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> so it's those little things too. So it's not just walking down the aisle or buying a home or, you know, it's not just the big things, but there's always those little intuitive hits. Another time I was, I was at a book, uh, I was in the, I was in chapters and I, I, I thought, Oh God, I'm going to drop my phone. And so I was holding my phone and I thought, Oh, I'm going to drop my phone. And then this guy comes whipping by me and goes whipping right past me. And I'm like, Oh, see, I didn't drop my phone because that would have dropped my phone. And so then I set my phone on a debt on a count on a shelf and the phone fell. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh. I was going to drop my phone and it wasn't that dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of got that thing it's just becoming more aware right it's just watching for signs and symbols which is another thing i teach in my training is 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 to watching for signs watching for symbols noticing we always have a physical reaction to our our intuitive hits there's always there always is a physical reaction because there's no separation so that's how i help people to really and your listeners can do this too what are the physical reactions that they're getting when they're getting an intuitive hit so it could be the goosebumps, right? We talked about yeah. getting goosebumps. Um, that's a really common one. Um, the gut instinct, where you feel that in their, in their gut. Um, some feel a pressure or a lightness in their heart. I get um, like a frog in my throat when I have a message coming through. I get itchy. I get itchy nose, itchy forehead, mm-hmm. itchy crown chakra, because I believe spirits are close and, you know, they're coming in. I do every Tuesday, I do a Facebook live of card readings. And every Monday night, um, I get an itchy ear, like, a, a, like an itchy in, in my ear. And, a, and I know that they're talking, right? And so we all have this. So that's the first step to connecting to your intuition is to notice the physical, the physical things that are coming up for you when you, when you get that intuition. Because it, you, and it's deciphering between that inner knowing or a thought. Okay. Yes. I was just going to ask that. See, you were just, that was intuitive there because I was going to say, sometimes people, I know, um, you'll, they'll say, I, um, I knew you were going to be in a grumpy mood or something. And they're like, yeah, well, maybe you manifested that. Maybe you made me in a grumpy mood. So we got with chicken and egg, right? We often wonder which came first, which not. Um, Tomas, I don't know if if you're okay with this, but I was going to ask if we have time did you want to pull one of your cards and share with us like what that looks like or yeah. I think we should absolutely do this. Yes. I'm glad you asked. You want to do it for for the the listeners or for the world or for Tomas or for anyone? Um, What, what would you prefer Tomas? Do you want me to do it for you or do you want me to do it for, I can do more than one. Let's uh, if we can do more than one, we have unlimited time. If, if you do. <laughs> so yeah, we, in fact, when we were doing the sound check, listeners before the show, we're doing a sound check and Candace was starting to pull a card for me. And then um, we got carried away in all kinds of technical issues. And uh, the te- those have happily been resolved. So if you want to do more than one, yeah, I'll be, I'll be the, uh, the experimental group for starters. The card I pulled for you was Crown Chakra. Yeah, yeah. Interesting to see if I pull it again. Okay. 
because that happened. I um, eagle pose is about messages from spirit. And one time I was mm -hmm. doing um, an intuitive Tuesday, so I everybody who comes on the call I pull a card for, and I think it came up seven times in the morning in the one inter like the one morning, and I'm like, okay, wow, <laughs> okay, just, yeah. Was that the ego one? I I pulled the ego detachment card twice in a row too, and I was like, come on, <laughs> the warrior three. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, eagle. I I would say eagle, eagle. Oh, eagle. Okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so just, uh, Tomas, I just want you to just take a breath. All right. Just get grounded. And even if you have a question or a challenge or an intention behind the card. And then you tell me when I feel like I'm stopped uh, shuffling. Is that okay with you? Yes, I think we're good to go. Yeah. Do you want me to take it off the top? Do you want me to put it in piles or do you want me to spread out? How about a spread? Okay. Yeah. All right. I have to stop. I have to pull this first card. Okay. It's queen. All right. So I'm going to bring my hands um, over the deck and you tell me where, when to stop. Okay. So listeners, I'm get, I've got a visual on this and Candace is running her hands over the deck right now and stop. Okay. Mystery and magic triangle pose. All right. I love so, that. <laughs> so the yoga posture is triangle, UTD Trikonasana, mm -hmm. and the words underneath are mystery and magic. So can you tell me what your question was? It was just, it was more of an intention. It was a business related intention for a new venture that we're really excited about. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just read you from the, the book. UTD Trikonasana is a, is a posture that requires strength, balance, and flexibility. Mm -hmm. Triangle brings a change of perspective as it opens our heart and pelvis. Embrace the magical mystery of the unknown. We think miracles only happen long ago and far away. Actually, they happen every day to everyone. Have you noticed extraordinary events? Do you experience coincidences? What, what mystery arouses your curiosity? A miracle is an unknowable truth that is explained is unexplained except by divine revelation. You don't need to know why, you need to ask why not. Mm. Keep practicing magic. This card is telling you to be open to and expect miracles. <gasps> yeah, I love it. Yay! Okay, so yesterday, <laughs> I just say this on air. Yesterday, Tomas and I had a conversation with a lovely lady and I, um, was it? No, I interviewed a lady and I titled it Expect Miracles. That's what it was. I like my show on Monday. That's so funny. It was, it was titled Expect Miracles. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> I love this. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's and one of my favorite poses. On to pull. Sorry. Oh, I was saying um, Trikonasana is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the card I was just drawn to pull was Queen Posture. Mm -hmm. And the, the po yoga posture is shoulder stand, shoulder stand. and mm -hmm. the words are queen and empower. So this is about leading with compassion. Mm -hmm. It's about, it's different than goddess pose, but, um, and, or feminine, like in that feminine energy, this is more about being the leader, the, you know, your, your messages are important. Your, um, your purpose is important that it's, it's in, um, it's really important to get it out into the world. 
and to stand a little bit taller and, and connect to your, tap into that confidence that you have mm -hmm. um, for the listeners to really um, know that what their, what their purpose is, what they're giving into the world is really important right now more than ever. And to find the confidence within themselves to bring it forward. Okay. I love That's it. Perfect. It's actually beautiful. Perfect. Oh, beautiful. Remembering that lead with compassion, lead with compassion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is wonderful. And that's a great message. And tell us a little bit about these cards then, Candace, and how people can get a hold of these. So the cards are on my website. The book and cards are on my website, candacemckim.com. So it's C-A-N-D-A-C-E-M-C-K-I-M.com. And um, I have a package there as well, so you can order um, them together. You can get the book on Amazon. I prefer if people would order through my website and then I'll sure. sign up for them. Okay. And there's a link on your website then where people can click and order the book? Yes. I love it. Okay. Yeah. And, and then how else may people get a hold of you if they'd like to work with you personally or find out more information about what you do? Um, well, I have several pro programs. So I have an online course and it's called Lead with Intuition. And it's just um, a work on your, own, on, on your own time. It's 23 videos and then handouts to really connect, help you connect to your intuition. And then I have um, the Intuitive Coaching Academy training and it's, it's for um, solopreneurs or women who are, have taken a lot of training, but they're not getting their messages out there. They're not doing the work and um, making the income and making the impact that they desire. They're, um, what I saw is I, I saw so many talented women who had done training to become yoga instructors or chakra therapists or whatever they were doing, uh, whatever training they were taking but a Reiki masters, but they weren't getting it out there. They weren't actually, you know, getting clients and doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I saw this disconnect. So I created the intuitive coaching Academy to bring it all under one umbrella. So many people get stuck. I don't know what to call myself. I don't know what to call my business. So bringing it under one umbrella as an intuitive coach. But the difference with this training is that there's business training right from day one. So okay. right from day one, you're going to be, you know, deciding who your ideal client is, um, getting ready for your messaging, starting to put yourself out there because most of the people already have several cert certifications under their belt. And so then let's bring it together so they can really get it out there. And then to support them even further, I've created Ignite Business Training for Soulpreneurs. Mm -hmm. And that is starting launching in January, January 19th. And it's a training Again, for people who have a business, but they're just not getting it going. And they're almost to the point where I need to go get a job, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna, you know, maybe January I'll go get a job instead of working on my business. But I think now they're, in, they are needed now more than ever, ever, ever. Mm -hmm. So then, um, so I've created that as well as I do one-on-one -on -one private coaching. Wonderful, okay. Coaching. And then, of course, I do free on Facebook. Um, my every Tuesday morning, I do my free Facebook lives. Of, it's called Intuitive Tuesday card readings. So you just pop on there and then put in the comments. You can either put in body, mind, spirit, or put in a question, and I'll draw you a card. And then I do have a few free master classes that are also on my website that are coming up in January, and lots of good stuff. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, it sounds like quite a bit. And then the website is CandaceMcKim.com, C-A-N-D-A-C-E-M-C-K-I-M.com, where people can find all of this information. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and then I also offered um, a free meditation, um, and it's also on the website as well, The Magic of Your Intuition and the Seven Steps to Meditation. I love so it. helpful. Okay. I th- thank you, Candice, for having so many different um, ways of doing this, but it all seems to fall under the same umbrella. Like you said, I like that because everybody knows, hey, yeah, that's me. I, I feel like so many people can recognize themselves in-, in a few of those statements that you made. Yeah, I've got all those things under my belt, but I haven't got a going or yeah, I was planning to get a job and thing, but really I do want to do this. And so hopefully I could, I can tell that people are going to um, connect with their intuition by hearing you right now. So I wanted to thank you for just sharing that. And just, this has been such a fun conversation about intuition. I'm honestly, I've just been having so much fun. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this is great. And thank you for, for the card pulls as well, uh, right here on the show, on the air. Uh, that, that was really wonderful. So thank you so much. And there's so much of value that a listener can get out of this because everybody needs to focus on their intuition and everyone, like you said, gets intuitive hits. So there's so much that we can do with that. So, Candice, one more thing here before we wrap up is, do you have any other suggestions or words that you'd like to say today to the listeners? Um, the words I'd like to say is, um, don't settle. Don't settle for um, what isn't feeding your soul. Life is way too short to just mm-hmm. settle in. And I believe that um, by following your intuitive guidance, that you can attract the opportunities. You can um, start to move in the direction just by, you know, getting some support. You can start to move in the direction into follow into your purpose and really living your purpose. And just imagine the world that we could have. Like we actually did imagine that world that we could have where everybody was following their intuitive guidance and attracting the opportunities and making an impact in the world. This is what we're here to do is to be of service. And so how are we making an impact? And let's make some income uh, with it as well. I think it's yes. 100% possible that they don't have to change a lot. They just need to, to really just to um, step into it. And mm-hmm. then it comes. It just comes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's a matter of stepping into it. And also that world where everybody trusts their intuition and follows it is more fun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We have to have that. Right? Everybody is going to be in this higher vibration. Yes. Yeah. And and we're we're looking forward to it. We're creating it. And Candice, Lisa and I have enjoyed this so much. And thank you so much for being our guest here today. Well, thank you so much. This was such a great opportunity and it was really, really fun. (laughs) I love it. I loved it. Thank you. All right. And this has been Decide to Transform. Lisa Berry and I have been here with Candace McKim. And thank you all, as always, for tuning in and listening. And everyone have a great rest of your day and trust your intuition. It's speaking to you right now.